Hello and welcome to Tales from the Highway, a wrestling podcast. I am Ferrari, queen of the highway, and with me is the suicide messiah, Mark Mandrake. Hello! Hey, can we can we talk about your personal accomplishment? It's been six years. Since well, since you, we put up the fan. Since we put up the fan, that was, that was, yeah. Wow! And then you quit smoking a day later? Oh, wow. I made it through putting up the fan and quitting smoking. You were still smoking. No, you know what? Something's got to be messed up about the dates because I remember we got we came back from a cruise and then the very next day I went and had my tooth my my tooth pulled. So that has to be maybe a year off. Maybe mm, uh, we'd have to look at when what cruises we went on. But um, yeah, no, Facebook memories don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just yeah, but yeah no, no um yes yeah, so we we successfully installed a ceiling fan but that's not what I was talking about oh <laughs> it you quit smoking six years ago and yeah I'm I have proud of you. <laughs> I have slipped up twice you know those but... were okay those were necessary evils actually three times I slipped up but yeah but, but in which you were stuck without your vaping mechanism yeah and you know for or whatever it got reason. stolen well yeah or, you were stuck without it for whatever reason I was stuck backstage at an eight hour show and I couldn't get out to to you to grab my vape so I mm-hmm. bummed a cigarette off of James Mitchell mm-hmm. you know um but yeah no thank you I I, I, I I and it's weird because whenever I actually did slip off, you know, and and ha- I felt horrible. I felt like I was letting you down by doing it. So, you know, um, but I I will admit, look, everybody's going to tell you that when you quit smoking, you know, within a couple weeks, your taste buds come back, and you hate the taste of smoke, or even if you decide to stick with vaping, and you know, within a couple weeks, you hate the taste of smoke. I don't like the smell of smoke. But I, I have to admit, I do miss the taste of smoke. Anybody that tells you that you hate it probably is lying. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't hate the taste of, of, of cigarette smoke. I don't like the smell of it, but I don't Yeah, want it, but... I have noticed that that is, like, when I smell cigarette smoke on somebody, it's very offensive to me. And it never used to be. Um, oh, I thought I turned that off. Oh, so, but, yeah. <laughs> If they say that 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 you're that you're you know that you'll hate the the the, the taste of smoke, they're probably lying to you. Um, but that's not to discourage you from quitting smoking. Um, there's a lot of other benefits of quitting smoking. I sing much much better now than I did when I was smoking, and you know, um, you know, you're able to talk on all of these podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. am, am I? Am I? I mean, I'm having I'm, allergies are killing my throat say, today. Can you but... imagine though, like how sick you would have been over yeah. the last year? Like... Well, and that's that's the other thing is is because I smoked for so long. I you know I would get bronchitis usually at least twice a year, mm-hmm. and so and and I've got pneumonia at least twice, and that that actually long term made me. Uh, it, it it a greater risk for catching COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why I I really haven't left the house, and when I do, I wear a mask. So yeah. you know there is long term damage too. So, but yeah. So if you smoke, stop. Quit. <laughs> no, seriously, quit. It it was it was it was a very good decision on 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 my part to quit. Like honestly, there's so 
Honestly, there's so many better vices to have than smoking cigarettes. And like, I gave up all of them, and yeah, it sucks. But there are uh, there are legal things, and there are things that are becoming more and more legal every day that are better than tar-filled rat poison Marlboro <laughs> and Oh, others. move out to Vegas. Almost everything's legal out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Enough of enough of, of vices and things like that. There is plenty of wrestling news. Um, honestly, we just need to put out a podcast, so that's why we're yeah, doing this Yeah, but no, there's things to talk about. Um, you know, um, the Clash at the Castle isn't until September 3rd, so we'll have, like, an official podcast about that two weeks from now, because by then all the matches should be solidified. Um what are you pointing at now? Did you ever notice on on the first Boston album that the spaceships, when you look at them upside down, they're they're actually guitars? Yes. Yeah, we've we. I I knew that, but I don't know if no, I knew it too. I just but yeah. I, if you if you anybody this ties into our music podcast, the very first Boston the band album, they look like spaceships, but if you flip your screen. They are guitars on fire. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Sorry. No, Go ahead. that's okay. This is going to be one of those rambling podcasts. So. Yes. So, yeah. Um, Clash of the Castles in three? Three weeks, right? So, in two weeks, we'll go over it. Um, I know they've mentioned some matches. Um, I guess we'll just start with because Roman Reigns is supposed to face Drew McIntyre. But Drew McIntyre has been working through a back injury. Yeah. And they've now taken him off of live events again to let him rest. Um, in hopes that he'll be ready for Clash at the Castle. But there's always that possibility that they, you know, are going to need a backup plan. Well, yeah. Here's what I think they're going to do. And, and and you're right. They, they really should come up with a backup plan. And at this point... Which with- I'm sure... That Triple H has a backup plan. Oh, I'm yeah, you know? I, I'm sure he does. But in, in the long term, the the fact that this the 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 back is not healing on uh, on McIntyre is not great news for Drew McIntyre because there is the very real possibility he may need surgery. Um, and back surgery is something that you don't want to get unless you absolutely have no other choice. Mm-hmm. Um, because rarely are people ever the same after back surgery. So, um, I, you know, more and more people are open to coming back. And, and as things have started to come out about how McMahon treated certain uh certain talent um i i I don't blame more and more talent for being open to coming back and working for triple h uh where they would never want to come back and work for for uh vince right you know like that's not to take away what vince and, and his father did with that company and built it up and and so on and so forth but uh you know, you, you got to give credit where it's due. Triple H and Stephanie did a did a very good job themselves in building up that company as well. And I and I mentioned I we we were talking about this just a week ago, where where we said before that we were wondering if maybe you know uh, uh, um, Vince 
was starting to have memory issues or things like that. And I'm starting to wonder if if he's starting to develop dementia or something like that. Yeah, that seems, there seems to be rumblings of that, you know, um, from people in the know. Um, and obviously, I mean, because we know what that does to a person and their family, I hope not. You know, you never want to see anybody go through that. I agree. But if he is starting to suffer from dementia, then it, it, it is the right time to step down. I mean... In addition to all of the legal reasons why right now, but... Well, obviously the genetic jackhammer itself still works, <laughs> but, you know, I shouldn't make... I, I Okay, if that offended anyone, I apologize. I don't mean to make light of the situation. I, I, I feel like wrestlers in general... If and and I mean in life too, if you can't laugh at yourself or you can't laugh at something, you know, I mean, it, we're not laughing at the victims. No, you know, oh no, 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 no. We're we're laughing at the fact, you know. It's it's Vince, you know, and and we're you know. There's always an issue when you're in the wrestling business, and even sometimes you know entertainment entertainment in general, in general is what I was gonna say. I mean. Where does Vince McMahon, you know, Mr. McMahon and and Vince McMahon, the legal human being, you know, begin? Yeah. You know, just like yeah. where does Gene Simmons end and, you know, <laughs> Gene Simmons of Kiss begin? And um, it's really hard to separate a public persona from your private one. Um, and then when there's legal trouble like that, you know, it's like... How much of Vince McMahon's public persona in the ring and all of that was really just an extension well, of, you know? Well, <laughs> here's the thing, and, and, and it doesn't matter what level you're you're at. I mean, we have that same problem. I, 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 you know, me in particular, it's like there's certain people I know I can drop my guard down and be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the majority of other people expect me to be like Mark Mandrake, the wrestler. Right. And, and so I have to do it that way. And, and I'll tell you right now, any, any, any indie wrestler that tells you they're not like that, they're, they're lying to you. They're all like that. They just might not want to admit it to themselves, but yeah, they're all like that. Because your public persona or your character or whatever is an extension of yourself. Yes. You know, it's, it's yourself, you know, turned up to 11 or however you want to describe it your personality times a thousand you know um and i always had to tone down my yeah or that you know sometimes you have to tone it down (laughs) but um let's talk about um maybe just some quick backup plans um for roman reigns then if drew mcintyre can't Um, well because i know that they're they're pushing eventually for Seth Rollins to go against Seth Reigns. Rollins was supposed to yes eventually um Seth Rollins is supposed to be facing Riddle at uh Clash at the Castle mm-hmm. um they could pull him out of another match against Riddle and put him against Reigns they could make it a triple threat I yeah. don't know if they really want to push Riddle to that point yet Right. Um, but 
I, I, here's another perfect opportunity. It pretty much looks like it's going to be a done deal with Bray Wyatt returning. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, and we were talking about this before we, we, we hit the record button for the second time. Um, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah, I always. Uh, but, I, you know, very few wrestlers have that gimme, you know, the, the, the goosebump entrance mm-hmm. in a, at a stadium. Um, it, it's, it's a little bit easier to get that inside like an auditorium. Um, mm-hmm. but still difficult. The only, the only two people that I ever got like goosebumps with their entrances, um, even from when I was a little kid was Hulk Hogan and, and then Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a stadium, it, it's even more difficult. And Bray Wyatt's proven that he, he can, he can make a really amazing entrance. You know, he's yeah. one of the few Triple H has always been able to make amazing entrances. HBK's made amazing entrances, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in that aspect, you know, Bray Wyatt gets it. it. It's not just wrestling. Yes, it says wrestling in the marquee, but it's entertainment, mm-hmm. you know. And so that might be a perfect opportunity, although I can totally see the WWE wanting to wait for Bray Wyatt to debut until they're in the States. Well, that's what I was going to mention is, you know, there's a lot of talk of how many other wrestlers is Triple H going to bring back. And not that they don't want to do something special for the UK fans, but it's going to have a bigger impact if it's in the States. Well, that was one of the reasons why Drew McIntyre was actually going to be mm-hmm. on that card. And the heavy rumor was they, that that Roman Reigns was going to drop the title or titles right. um, to Drew McIntyre because right. of where it was. And he would end up... Because he really did get ripped off. Yeah, he, he never got his moment. He won the title during COVID when everything was in lockdown. There was no fans there. Mm-hmm. He never truly got his WrestleMania moment. But if you do it, you know, over in Europe, well, or England, um, you know, which is much closer to to his home, uh, and he is going to get an amazing response. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually, the more I think about them, the more I, I really, really think about the more I think that he actually is going to... Um, he's gonna wrestle, right? Uh, even if he's in a world of pain, yeah, he's gonna wrestle. You know, um, adrenaline does amazing things. Mm -hmm. Um, and when adrenaline doesn't work, pain medication works just as well. (laughs) Um, I know because again, I I you know for those that don't realize, the last six months I wrestled, I had no other choice. That I had to be on pay medication to get me through those last six six months of of shows that we did mm-hmm. um uh and and you know i made it through but you know there there's a story and i'm gonna go through this where we all talked about rick flair having a retirement match and they wanted him to wrestle the next weekend in puerto rico and have a retirement match there mm-hmm. and he's like i can't do it and in Puerto Rico they didn't they didn't understand that he just 
It was going to take him longer to recover, you know, and, and that's the same thing with me. I, I, you know, I remember the days when we could do five shows in a week, sometimes a couple, two a days. Uh, and there's, yeah, that was 10 years ago. (laughs) There's no way, you know, I'm, I, I'd be lucky. I couldn't even get out of bed this morning. Yeah. And I didn't even wrestle like you did. Yeah, there's no way that I, 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 I'd be lucky if I can get through one, um, you know, but I, you know, so I see where they're coming from. I think Drew McIntyre is going to wrestle, um, mm-hmm. just because he wants that moment. Even if, even if he doesn't win the title, he still is going to get an amazing response from those fans. Yes. And I think that's why he'll do it. Even if he's injured and then, you know, maybe work out an injury angle, Reigns injures him. He needs to go away, get repaired, you know, rehab, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, when I say rehab, I don't mean like drug rehab. I mean like therapy, physical rehab, physical yeah. rehab. Um, you know, to 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 fix himself. But but it does concern me though that this the second time that he's had to take t- time off for a back injury within the past couple years. Right. Um, that's that's a bad sign uh, for 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 him health wise. So, I guess we'll wait and we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we still have a few weeks. So, maybe if he rests for the next couple of weeks, then, you know, maybe, hopefully he just tweaked it or something, you know. I Yeah, I hope you're right. I, I, I mean, it could just be muscle spasms. If it's muscle mm-hmm. spasms, within a couple of weeks, he'd end up taking most likely muscle relaxers. But within a couple of weeks, he'll probably be fine. Um, you know, hopefully it's just something that simple. Um, knowing how frequently it's occurring though, and I don't know if it's that simple. Right. Um, the other return, which, um, we've talked about last time, but we didn't really have a good scenario yet. Um, Naomi and Sasha Banks. That looks like that's a definite, it's just a matter of how. Right. So they announced the women's tag team tournament which they have all of the slots accounted for, including some NXT women, you know, who are filling some of these tag team slots. But um, when we saw that, because we, we did watch most of Raw, well, after about two hours, I I was tired. <laughs> I well, went to bed. And it, I wish we would have stayed up because Sam Shaw returned. Yes, you but know? I'm glad you brought that hand there's lots of cool stories about Sam Shaw. Um, but Sam Shaw was more excited for my birthday than I was once. Yes. I, we all used to wrestle for a company called ACW Newport Ritchie. <laughs> and Sam Shaw was, was, was a great Cupcakes. guy. <laughs> yes, so, Sam, so, that, so that guy, Dexter Loomis, that you see is, is yeah, I'm not going to spoil but But he's a great guy. But, but uh. yeah. Yeah, um... But when we saw the the women's tag team tournament announced, you and I figured that what they were going to do is either that whole... One of the teams gets beat up backstage mysteriously, you know, and then Sasha and Naomi can take over. But then they've already kind of... Sort of... Like... Dakota Kai and Io Sky are you would think would be the favorite to win because they're they're here, they're you know, they're dominant, they're you know 
Well, they They're, they would yeah. be like the, but then they they kind of they ruined already it. set up a, a three on three match at, at Clash of the Castle. So now, are they gonna not okay. win the tournament? Here's what I would do though. You you and again, this is another thing where you have two very popular wrestlers. Are they really gonna have them come back in a country that they're not native to? And because they're going to get a huge pop when they come back. Right. Um, well, and, I was wondering if they were going to have Sasha and Naomi cost Eosky and Dakota Kai one of their matches. That's in, a possibility. Throughout the tournament, you know, like, and that's how they're out of the running for the tag team titles so that they can concentrate on their three-on-three match, you know, them and Bailey versus um, Bianca, Becky, and Alexa Bliss, right? Yes. Um, I'm trying... Now, see, I'm trying to think like Triple H, though, mm-hmm. and with, with, like, an old-school mentality to it. And I would make it clear on TV that if they do make it to the finals, because I think that's where they're crowning the tag champions. I, that's what I. That's what I assumed is that the final match would be a clash of the champ or clash of castle. And, I, I want to say clash of the champions. Yeah, clash, you know? clash, clash of the castle. castle. I think that's what. I, but I would make it clear that if they make it to the finals, they will have to wrestle twice that night. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's an old school way of thinking about it. But mm-hmm. at which, to be fair, Maybe a lot as of fans they these get days closer. Won't. You know, since we're still in the first round of yeah. the bracket, maybe as they move their way up, then there will be some sort of announcement like that, you know? Yeah, and, and that's... It'll be interesting to see how they how they go about that because, you know, again, uh, they they have that opportunity to, to do it that way. and And then you could always have... You know, Sasha and Naomi cost them the titles. Cause, I mean, it, really, you're being handed an opportunity on on, on a silver I mean, there is the possibility point. that if Sasha and Naomi run in on, like, the second or... Th- well, I, I can't remember how many brackets there were. But run in and cause both teams in that match to be disqualified... Yeah, then they I, take the final spot. I, I mean, you know, you you would have to, you know, work it out that way. But well, think about it. You've got okay, so you've got Oscar, uh, um, Bianca Belair, uh, and Alexa Bliss. That's right. Oh yeah, because okay. Becky's injured. That's right. And out of those. None of them truly have the experience to lead a huge match. When I say a huge match, I mean something that's got like nine yeah. people involved. Well, it's yeah, it's three on three, so it's but it's it's a big match. But but even if they were to to you know, I I'm not confident that Bailey is. I think she's. She's I think physically she's, ready. To yeah, wrestle. I think she's medically cleared. To wrestle, I don't think that the ring rust is off yet. No, this is going to sound really bad when I say this, and I'm. If anybody's going to reply, this might be it. Um, I don't think Bailey does not look like she really has worked out a whole hell of a lot 
when she's been out. Um, and, and it sounds horrible when I say that. And I don't mean anything negative to it. I mean, honestly, WWE wasn't giving her any direction. Right. Um, so you can't really... I think I, I think I know what you mean. Like, it, it seems like she kept herself as healthy as possible, but she's not, like... Her muscle tone is not there. Like, yeah. she's not, okay. like... Yeah, that's a good way to not, say it where it's not insulting. She's not, like, in super athlete shape. Yes. You know? She looks great. I mean, I think she looks beautiful. I love her outfits. I like... You know, that she that she decided to wear the cargo pants and the lots of zippers. And, you know. yeah, I mean, they they need people, though, to prepare. Because Liv Morgan's not not carrying that title the way they should. And, and uh, it's not all booking. I don't think she was necessarily ready for that, to hold that title yet. Um... Based on 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 what I've seen, um, and I I think they need somebody that 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 can take that title off of her at least for a little while. So so, uh, uh, Liv Morgan can can get some work in on how to even mannerisms. They're they're not. Yeah. She's not coming off like a champion. Yeah, she's she's so used to being the underdog, and being the scrapper, and being you know the the run in and and take whatever opportunity you can. That she doesn't know how to hold herself as I'm the best one there is. No, no, you know, and that that's more. Yeah, mannerisms and personality work like, you know, it's almost like it's almost like acting like acting classes. No, it <laughs> is. Really but like, you know what though? One of the best things she can do and they've got one of the best resources there. Go to the go to the training center and and if she has the opportunity, ask you know, Shawn Michaels, yeah. "Hey, can you work with me on this?" And I'm willing to bet that he's going to say yes because they they obviously felt enough about Liv Morgan to keep her around, mm. so he probably would spend the time and work with her on stuff like that. You know, again, yes, what we do is very physical. What we do does put ourselves at a high risk of injury, but make no mistake about it, it still is entertainment. You still know have to know how to act. If you don't know how to act, you're not going to get very far in this business. There's there's very few people that have made it far without knowing how to actually act in this business. Right. No, you're right. And Shawn Michaels would be one of the best ones because um, he was considered a smaller guy at the time. Yeah. He was put in the position to be the face of the company and was considered to be like, oh, you'll never be the top. You'll never be this, you know? So yeah, he would be able to tell her how to... You know, well, I'm glad you off. mentioned. I I kind of want to make that point. There's a lot of wrestlers, and 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 McMahon never liked people like this. It seems, but a lot of wrestlers, and and this is you know, you know look, if you're a, a kid that gets bullied, or if you're a parent of a kid that gets bullied, this is something you should really listen to. 
I mentioned this when 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 I was inducted in the WXW Hall of Fame. I mentioned this, and I I told all the fans, I'm like, look at everybody in this ring. I go, everybody in this ring has something in common. We were all told, no, we're never going to make it. We were all bullied, mm-hmm. and that's true. Uh, I mean, again, there's a reason why we used to all joke, and I'm not just saying by us. I mean, like everybody in this wrestling business. They were all a bunch of misfits that got cast off by people. Because we were. All of us were. <clears throat> and But we never let that keep us down. And we pushed and pushed and pushed. And that's, you know, Liv Morgan kind of embodies that a little bit. I still think they should have never broke her and Alexa Bliss up when they were teaming. Right. I think they make an amazing tag team together. Yeah, I um, think that they would have been a good good pair to take over the tag team division when Sasha and Naomi walked out. Yes, but this goes back to McMahon and Pritchard, and and, and I do. I, I, I put a lot of blame on, on Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Bruce Pritchard comes up with some really stupid ideas. He comes up with some great ideas. But he comes up with some really stupid ideas. It's all about balance. And not that he listens to this podcast, but I realize if he listens to this podcast, he's going to be like, what have you done in this business, buddy? You know what? I didn't have to suck dick to get to where I, to where I got. I mean, that, let, that, no, seriously, just be realistic about it. Mm-hmm. He got there because... You know, Mr. McMahon, Mr. McMahon said, you know, Vince McMahon said jump, and he asked how high. And that's mm-hmm. how he got to where he was. You know, um, did he have some skills? Yes. But, again, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. I like Bruce Prichard. I think he's got some great stories to share. Um, every once in a while, he comes up with a great idea for, for wrestling. Um, but even he will admit He's had plenty of stinkers as far as storylines go, too. You know? Um, And it is what it is. Now, Triple H, he's had a creative now. And that's why you've seen Pritchard kind of be pushed back down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been some heavy rumors of bringing Heyman on board as far as creative goes, which I think would be a a good Good idea. idea. I'm not going to say great idea, but I'm going to say good idea. Right. Because Heyman comes up with some really stupid stuff. I mean, look, anybody that works in creative comes up with some really stupid stuff. Our friend George Martel, he used to book things, and he would come up with some great ideas. But then he would come up with ideas where I just wanted to slap him and be like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, And I'm sure there's people that could say the same thing about me. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact there's people that could say the same thing about me. One of which is a WWE legend that would say the same thing about me. (laughs) That I've come up with some great ideas, but I've also come up with some ideas that we don't know if they would work or not because he thought they were bad ideas to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it is what it is. Uh, But there is definitely improvement. You mentioned about watching Two Hours of Raw, but I wanted to touch on that. Do you think Raw should stay two hours do you, or, or stay at three hours? Or do you think they should go I, back down to two? I think three hours is a lot. Um, I think they could get as much accomplished in two hours as opposed to three. The only reason that I 
it would be bad for me is that I know they're going to keep it 9 to 11. And yeah. it's hard for me to stay up that late. And then, you know, just because of life and work and stuff, it's hard to watch it on another night. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's better to just watch it when it happens. Um, but, you know, I could probably adjust to staying up an hour later and just dealing with it. But, yeah, I just... I think three hours is a lot. Um, I have noticed that there's a lot more wrestling, actual wrestling time on WWE programming over the last two weeks. Than it does appear that you're giving them more, they're giving them more time for matches. Than, than segments and promos and, and packages and you know what I mean? Um, is that there's more wrestling. Well, I... Sure. Why good. not? We'll 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 blow the lid off this uh, off off this taco sand. Why not? Um, mm, taco. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said that. Um, here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about live TV in general. Yes, we're talking about wrestling, but live TV in general, every single segment is is accounted for down to. Uh, I'll say the minute. To half minute, yeah. Um, and so when you're watching something on live TV, what we'll just use Monday Night Raw for example. Every single match, every single segment, and then you got to add in commercials, and everything is accounted for. When we used to work live TV up north, if you finished your match early, like down, like if it's not for live TV, you, nobody really cares all that much unless it's like you're supposed to go seven minutes and you decide to go three uh unless you're injured you're you're gonna get yelled at yeah but uh for live tv there there really is no excuse um you work through that injury unless it's bad enough where you're going to the hospital right and if you go over you get yelled at even more um but you will get yelled at if you go under and that's what they got to take into consideration for 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 TV. Now, when McMahon was running it, when, when Vince was running it, you you had usually on average fifteen to twenty minutes of wrestling in a three hour time period. Right. Of course, you take commercials out of that. That equals out to roughly be two two hours and fifteen minutes to two and a half hours, you know, of TV time. And only 15 to 20 minutes of that is wrestling. Um, You know, the rest is just vignettes or or talking or what have you. Uh, It seems with Triple H, I mean, wrestling is is a main focus. But you still need those those vignettes to tell a story. Right, but they don't have to be every segment. And you don't need TV packages. They got to mean something. Yeah. Like every every time you come back from a commercial break, you have a 30, 45 second package of, you know, oh, this just happened and oh, this is, you know, this is this. And you, the fans know what happened before the commercial break, you know. No, yes, they they have to mean something. And, and, and a lot of times they don't. Uh, and, and I think, you know, again, Triple H learned tons from, uh, uh, you know, tons from... Vince, but he also was trained very old school. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and 
he's learned a lot from indies and even from indie wrestlers. I mean, he he used to take the time to sit down with indie workers that came to the performance center and talk to them. And again, just because they have not been doing this as long as he has doesn't mean he hasn't learned. So there definitely is improvements. Maybe we should talk about AEW a little bit. Um, yeah, we can talk about AEW. I think that's a good idea is, um, well, the segue would be, you know, with WWE, in theory, improving, AEW's gonna have to step up their game. Yeah, well... In order to have a healthy competition. And we've mentioned this before, that since WWE stepped up their game, you can definitely tell that AEW is not where it should be by now. Right. Um, and a big part of that, I think, is because, you know, remember how AEW started? It started by indie wrestlers. This was before mm-hmm. Tony Khan was involved. It started with indie wrestlers that didn't like how wrestling was at the time with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And then you had... Dustin Rhodes and Cody. Uh, or Cody Rhodes and, yeah. and, and, and Dustin Rhodes come over, you know, um, and, and there was some other people too. And they did what happens on the Indies. I, I, I mean, it happens, it happens on the Indies all the time. Oh, you're, you're my buddy. You know a little bit about booking, right? Well, good. I'm going to put you as my head booker. You know a little bit about, you know, evaluating talent, right? Okay, so you're going to evaluate our talent before we actually give them a shot on TV. Even if they've only done it once or twice, I look at who works in their office right now. And one of, you know, they're, they're, again, um, there's a particular WWE Hall of Famer and, and a legend that made this comment to me, and I, and I actually disagreed with it at the time. But I can see where he's coming from in some circumstances. That if you're going to work in the office, you can't wrestle. Can't do it. Because you're never going to be able to be fair. And while that's true more often than not, the only way that's going to work is if you have someone that can separate business and pleasure well yeah and by not fair it's not always that the wrestlers who are part of the booking team you know give themselves all the opportunities you you were the opposite no you would you would make sure you would mark would lose every match (laughs) yeah well that's one of the reasons why if you look at the high woman the high woman lost more more often than not we lost most of our matches but we still end up coming up on top because I made sure that, okay, we're losing, but we have to be able to get back. We would just beat the kids up after them. Either <laughs> that or we would cut a promo or whatever. And guys these days, they don't seem to grasp that concept. You know, they don't, they don't seem to grasp that everything needs to mean something. One of the things that, that actually was, was told to me when, when we, we first come down to Florida, uh, and, and, and this actually comes from somebody that's wrestled for WWE, WCW, ECW, was 
No matter what you do in this business, you always have to think two spots ahead or you know, two segments ahead or what have you. You always need to think ahead and then work towards that. And also sometimes have a backup plan in case it doesn't work. AEW has a number of guys in influential positions that are also wrestling. And they also have friends that are wrestling. Um, You know, one of the things when I was working backstage for that legend that I was talking about, he really didn't like it that I was friends with with the number of the boys in the back. You know, um, actually, I'm not even going to say boys. Like, I was friends with everybody that was in the back. All of our wrestlers. That didn't mean I gave them preferential treatment, though. You know? They still, I, I, they got treated like everybody else. You can do that, you know. Um, it takes it, a certain kind of person to be able to do that, though. Yes, and it looks like from AEW that they're not doing that, and it looks like, again, from from and 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 this is coming from some people that work at AEW that Tony Khan's not handling that pressure very well. Um, he's starting to melt down. And I think part of that's because he's, he's, I'm not even relatively, he's green as baby shit as far as this business goes, you know. Um, And the people that he has leading the charge are, yeah, okay, so they have 20 years experience. But that doesn't mean they have 20 years booking experience. That doesn't mean they have 20 years creative experience. It doesn't mean they have 20 years, you know, uh, uh, in talent relations. It just means they've been working in wrestling for 20 years. They might have a year or two. And I'm going to go right out and say it right now. I guarantee you that I can do a better job then some of my contemporaries, and I will say that there because a number of those guys that are working in that office are have the same amount of time or less time than me in this business. And I guarantee you have had less time working behind the scenes than me. Mm-hmm. I could do a better job. And I, I, the, I'm not saying this because I'm mad or aggravated because, to be honest, I don't want to be on the road. Right. Um. I right. really don't. It it, it yeah. would cost them a lot of money for me to yeah, want to do it. But but they are going to have to step up their game. They're either going to have to, the people in charge are going to have to get better by default, or they're going to have to be replaced. Yes, and I think Tony Khan is starting to come to that realization, and I think it's starting to bother him. Mm-hmm. He does seem to be a very loyal guy, and I think he's loyal to these to 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 these. I'm going to say kids, they're not really kids. They're probably about 40 years old, probably about my age, 40, 45. But they're still kids because they haven't learned enough to run a worldwide wrestling company, entertainment company. Mm -hmm. And I think that bothers Tony Khan, you know? Well, he has to be able to separate his personal relationships with these guys and his business relationships. I mean, that's something that 
you and I have always been able to do to the point that, you know, some of the wrestlers would get upset that you were yelling at me <laughs> when we were running yeah. shows. But it's like, it's, we're just running, we're, we're, we're Mandrake and Ferrari, the business people. This is not yeah, how we are at home. No, right? yeah, when we're at home, it's nothing like that. You know, it's, you know, you know, you yell to each other to get something done, you know, behind the scenes, and it's fine, but... You know, we always knew that what happened there, you know, it wasn't, you know, anything personal. And I think that might be part of the problem is that he wants to be friends with all these guys and he's afraid that he's going to hurt somebody's feelings. And it's it's show business, not show friends. No. And that's I mean, look, what what he did for for. You know, for the John family. And, yeah. and, and John's family, you know, Brody Lee's family was amazing. And and honestly, you can still take care of one of your most loyal wrestlers mm-hmm. while still being a businessman or businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, I think that's part of your business. Uh, any wrestler that worked for us, it was our responsibility to uh, take care of them. In other words, make sure they were safe. Right. Make sure they had what they needed, whether it be guidance, whether it be water, what you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, that's that's going down to stuff that. T- yeah, I know we're gonna have to wrap up in a couple minutes, yeah. but uh, I, I, you know, that's going beyond what what Tony Khan would normally do. But I, I think Tony really needs to to sit back and and reevaluate what he has. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, 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 and I'm not going to name their names, but I can tell you right now, there's three people that work in his front office that really should not be in the position they're in at all. Right. Um, well, they just don't have we, the skills. We say for these it. things because we <clears throat> want to see good, healthy competition between WWE and AEW. Yeah, we want to see AEW succeed. We have so many friends that are there. And with wrestling as a whole, we want wrestling to be better. So, well, we're not the type of people that are going to sit there and be like, "Oh, you like AEW? You suck." Or you like no, WWE? no. Yeah. I, we want both to succeed. Yeah, it. I trust me. This pains me to rip apart AEW because I always said I didn't want to do it, but on the same token. I have to be honest about it too, mm-hmm. and I would love to see AEW be a a a dominant force in this business in ten more years. At the rate they're going, I'll be surprised if they last even five. Right. I mean, again, a, a buddy of mine went down. Uh, it was down near Sarasota. He went to an AEW show and he showed me how many empty seats there actually were. Yeah, they're not they're not doing as well as they should, and. Honestly, I I kind of can blame Jericho a little bit because Jericho knows better. Yeah, you know Jericho should be like, "Hey, y- this y- isn't working." Yeah, you know I'm not, and 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 again, I I I hate it when Cornette picks apart AEW. Well, that's because it's Cornette. Even mm-hmm. a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes, right. and there's a couple times where Cornette said stuff that actually wasn't far from the truth. Mm-hmm. That being said, there's plenty of times where Cornette said stuff that is just like, you're nothing more than a mark that made your name because you used to take pictures ringside. And a promoter said, hey, you want to manage somebody? Right. You know? Um. So before we sign off, um, I know you had one piece of good news that you wanted to 
talk about with Hacksaw. Oh, yeah. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan just got through 